No, I don't. What did that timer <laughs> Yeah, it looks like it's nine o'clock. I've lost everybody, you know, but that's okay. <laughs> I know what you look like, and, and you're all as good as ever, so I'm thankful for that. <laughs> you are too, I'm sure. Still pastor here at church, yeah. I think. <clears throat> Yes, yes. We're not using the, we chose not to use the video camera this morning because, um, uh, so that we could do the Yeti mic once more. Marianne is, is the assisting minister in the church today. So she's going to use her laptop for, for leading us in the prayers. And, uh, yeah, we need a few more bits and pieces to to get the camera and get the sound so it won't be terribly echoey in here. Every week's a little different and hopefully we'll it improve. So let's begin worship.
Welcome everyone to worship on this Thanksgiving Sunday. And we'll begin with singing for the beauty of the earth. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all, and also with you. Lord of the feast, you have prepared a table before all peoples and poured out your life with abundance. Call us again to your banquet. Strengthen us by what is honorable, just, and pure, and transform us into a people of righteousness and peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. And I invite, I invite Greg to lead us in the reading. First reading this morning is from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8. Let us pray. Lord, let our hearts be good soil, open to the seed of your word. Amen. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with flowing streams, with springs and underground waters, welling up in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land where you may eat bread without scarcity, where you will lack nothing, a land 
whose stones are iron, and from whose hills you may mine copper. You shall eat your fill and bless the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. Take care that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments, his ordinances, and his statutes, which I'm commanding you today. When you have eaten your fill and have built fine houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks have multiplied, and your silver and gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, then do not exalt yourself, forgetting the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness, an arid wasteland with poisonous snakes and scorpions. He made water flow for you from flint rock and fed you in the wilderness with manna that your ancestors did not know to humble you and to test you, and in the end, to do you good. Do not say to yourself, my power and the might of my own hand have gotten me this wealth. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, so that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your ancestors as he is doing today. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. And the psalm we will read responsively. You are to be praised, O God, in Zion. To you shall vows be fulfilled. Our sins are stronger than we are, but you blot out our transgressions. Awesome things will you show us in your righteousness, O God of our salvation, O hope of all the ends of the earth and of the oceans far away. You still the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves and the clamor of the peoples. You visit the earth and water it abundantly. You make it very plenteous. The river of God is full of water. You prepare the grain for so you provide for the earth. You crown the year with your goodness and your paths overflow with plenty. I don't know what 
May the meadows cover themselves with flocks Hi. and the valleys cloak themselves with grain. Let them shout for joy and sing. And the second reading is from the second book of Corinthians chapter nine. The point is this, the one who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And the one who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each of you must give as you have made up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance. So that by always having enough of everything, you may share abundantly in every good work. As it is written, he scatters abroad. He gives to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way for your great generosity which will produce thanksgiving to God through us. For the rendering of this ministry not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also overflows with many thanksgivings to God. Through the testing of this ministry, you glorify God by your obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ and by the generosity of your sharing with them and with all others. While they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God that he has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Word of God, word of life. read the gospel and to preach, I get to take off this mask. The gospel according to St. Luke in the 17th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, Ten lepers approached him, keeping their distance. They called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. 
and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So I'm going to invite all of you to pray with me today. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our Redeemer. Amen. So the gospel that I just read tells us about a person who was sick with a terrible skin disease. I think leprosy, I think we usually think of it as Hansen's disease. But this gentleman and nine others who all suffered in the same way, they cried out to Jesus for healing. And Jesus obliged. Now Luke's story, like all the gospel accounts on healing, they give us hope that we too can cry out to God for help. And they point to the goodness of God, the compassion and mercy of the one who created us. I think stories like these are a source of joy and hope. Because yes, Jesus noticed them. He responded to their plea. He told them what to do and they obeyed him faithfully, going off to see the priest. And as they did that, healing arrived. Now that's where our story diverges, like two paths diverging in a wood. For one of those ten, the one who was the outsider twice over, once for leprosy, and the second for being a Samaritan or foreigner, that man reacted differently. Luke describes it this way. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet, and thanked him. So first we need to focus on the beginning of that. The Samaritan saw that he was healed. So as he looked down, he saw that the bumps, the scabs, the deformities, perhaps the missing fingers and toes, however he had been affected, it was gone. And what he beheld was perfect unblemished flesh. It was so wondrous that he had to stop and go back. And he was praising God from the top of his voice. Now, no doubt there were people he was longing to see and a life to be restored. But first, first he had to praise God and throw himself at Jesus' feet, thanking him over and over. Maybe it's that this man had a clearer vision, being a foreigner and a leper, and he saw Jesus for what he truly was, the Son of God, 
the promised Messiah. Seeing, noticing, seeing the thing for what it really is, that's a very important part of this story. All ten were healed, but the one who saw and turned back to praise God, well, he received this extra gift of being made well or whole. At the end of what Jesus said to him, he said, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. And I think seeing something clearly with our eyes wide open and letting what we see inform our minds and hearts, well, often that's missing in our day-to-day world. I don't know about you, but often I'm lost in a world of thought and I hardly notice what's going on around me. And then just when there is an opportunity to be still and observe, to be quiet in my soul, well, isn't that just the time that the phone will ring or the cell phone buzzes away with a text? And the moment, it's lost. And sometimes really seeing something with eyes wide open, it's, well, it can be painful and disturbing. So often we distract ourselves, running and running like a hamster on a wheel. Or a distraction might be something we stuff in our mouths. I've been known to do that. Or pour down our throats when those things want to get our attention. I always think that the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous holds a very deep wisdom. And the first step, demands eyes wide open, honest awareness. Step number one is we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Seeing something for what it is is quite often the first step toward healing, toward wholeness. And I think when we take those steps of healing, whether they're little or big, there's just joy and gratitude and we, because we've cried out Jesus' Master and God has responded. Of course, not always as we want or expect. Some of you will remember that movie from 2007, Evan Almighty. Morgan Freeman plays the role of God. And I love this line of his. So as God, he says, let me ask you something. If someone prays for patience, do you think God gives them patience? Or does he give them the opportunity to be patient? God may not respond as we imagine or want. But our deep cry of Jesus, Master, have mercy on me, it's not left hanging in the ether. It's not an email lost in cyberspace. God does respond. And God's mercy generates gratitude in our hearts 
and gratitude is a good place to live from. That's what the leper who came back demonstrates. We see those first moments of his new life lived from a place of gratitude. And out of that deep thanksgiving, he's made well. He's made whole. I think deep-seated gratitude, the kind that just becomes part of our personality, it's something hard won. It grows from learning to live with our eyes wide open. And part of that might be learning to love and accept ourselves. It might be realizing how we're loved and cared by others, including God. Gratitude can happen when we let go of what I call the false things of life the ambitions and desires that we get caught up in. And when we come to see that we are enough, just as we are, that we have enough, that we're loved by the one who holds humanity in this wonderful, loving embrace. And for some, gratitude will be the final product of going through a time of suffering, like the leper in our story, and discovering that there truly is a master, Jesus Christ, who responds to us with mercy. And from a grateful heart, just naturally comes mercy and compassion for others, because the love and healing God gives is not meant to be hoarded. And then we discover the delight of giving back to God as we care for creation and God's other children. That, my friends, is thanksgiving. Thanks and giving, as God meant it to be. Amen. And now we get to sing. Now thank we all our God.
I invite you to say your faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Yep, I'm working on it. Separated in our homes, but together through the Spirit. We pray for the outpouring of God's power on the church, the world, and all in need. Gracious God, you send from your abundance the people, talents, and resources needed for all the ministries of your church. We give thanks for the work you have accomplished through your people, and we pray for your continued blessings in our ministry together at Westside. We thank you also for our bishops, Susan and Michael, and our partner in ministry, the Anglican Church in Canada. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Bountiful God, you feed us through the richness of the land, water, sunlight, and ample crops. Bless all those who cultivate the land to bring forth its bounty, especially farmers and migrant workers. We pray that you would keep all migrant workers safe from the pandemic. We also pray that you would mitigate the effects of global warming, that there would be enough food for all. Hear us, O oh God, your mercy is great. Merciful God, you order our lives by your providence. We give you thanks for laws, infrastructure, and leadership that structure and support our human endeavors. Bless and guide world leaders, our prime minister, premier, and members of parliament. Bless and guide the mayors where we live and our councillors. Hear us, O oh God, your mercy is great. Loving God, you open our hearts in compassion for one another. We give you thanks for the care and healing received through the hands and feet of your servants. We ask for your blessing on those most in need of your mercy, especially Pete, Paul, Bill, Jody, Harry, Diane, those prayed for by our prayer circle, and those that we now name before you. Hear us, O oh God, your mercy is great. 
hospitable God, you connect and strengthen us through meals and conversation with family and friends. In this time of COVID-19, many families are choosing to show love for each other by not celebrating Thanksgiving in person. Bless those who are lonely and show us other ways to be connected. Hear us, O oh God, your mercy is great. Gracious God, we pray for those stricken by the pandemic and those grieving the loss of loved ones. Help us to love one another enough to follow public health guidelines. Bless and guide those searching for vaccines and better treatment. Hear us, O oh God, your mercy is great. Eternal God, we give thanks for the love and care we have received from saints who have gone before us. Help us to learn from their example. Hear us, O oh God, your mercy is great. All these things and whatever else you see that we need, we entrust to your mercy through Christ our Lord. Amen. And if you want to put us on so that we can see each other and we'll share the peace together. The peace of Christ be with you always. Peace with you. Peace with you. Peace, everybody. And I thank you for your faithfulness, for being cheerful givers, as Paul talks about. And however it is that you are supporting Westside, we thank you for that. And I invite Marianne to lead us in the prayer. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. You have set before us these gifts of your good creation. Prepare us for your heavenly banquet. Nourish us with this rich food and drink and send us forth to set tables in the midst of a suffering world through the bread of life, Jesus Christ, our savior and Lord, amen. All right, so as we move into Holy Communion, I will take off my mask and sanitize my hands. The Lord be with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. 
And now I'm going to finish setting up the wine and bread here. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth, and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Now, I don't think we have the music for that today. Okay, just a second. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again after supper, he took the cup, he gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. And we pray for the gift of your spirit within our virtual gathering, within this meal, among your people, throughout the world. Blessing, praise, and thanks to you, holy God, through Christ Jesus, by your Spirit, in your church, without end. Amen. And we are separated in our homes, but we are gathered in the Holy Spirit. So let us pray the Lord's Prayer together. And I invite you, as you wish, to, if you want to, say it in the, the language you first learned it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth 
And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And leave us not temptation, but deliver us from the For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, ever and ever. Amen. Amen. And now before we commune each other or commune by ourselves, however we are, we'll sing Lamb of God. And all of us here have received God's gift of communion, and so we offer this blessing. The body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. God of the welcome table, in this meal we have feasted on your goodness and have been united by your presence among us. 
empower us to go forth sustained by these gifts so that we may share your neighborly love with all through Jesus Christ, the giver of abundant life. Amen. Our final blessing. May the Christ who walks on wounded feet walk with you on the road. May the Christ who serves with wounded hands open your hands to serve. May the Christ who loves with a wounded heart open your hearts to love. May you see the face of Christ in everyone you meet. And may everyone you meet see the face of Christ in you. Amen. And now we get to sing one more Thanksgiving hymn. in peace serve the lord to god <laughs>